Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to The Bad Broadcast. I'm your host, Maddie Murphy. Hi, guys. It's just me right now. I'm just hopping on to do a little bit of an intro before we begin the interview with the incomparable Amber Fillerup. She has been at the top of my wish list for the podcast since since starting the podcast, honestly. And I was so excited when we got this scheduled. And I just, I can't even say how delightful she is. I mean, she just, she waltzed in like a like a wood nymph. I, I don't even know how to describe her. She's just, she's warm and kind and fun. And I absolutely loved getting to sit down with her. And if anybody listening don't, don't know, doesn't know who Amber is, she started off as kind of the original blogger. She was the very first blogger that I ever, that I ever knew about or followed, uh, kind of blogger turned influencer. And now she owns BFB hair, which is an extension line, which I've purchased twice. I have two sets of them. It's incredible. She owns day hair, which is a killer hair product line that you can buy at Sephora. I own every single product. I'm just, I'm such a fan of her. She's a style and hair icon and an incredible mother of four kids. And I just adore her. I I am mainly hopping on here for an intro because I do want to give a little disclaimer before anybody starts this episode. There is a chunk of the episode. I just re-listened to it. I believe it starts around nine or 10 minutes where Amber and I both discuss some of our experiences growing up Mormon or LDS and we discuss some positives. We also discuss some negatives. And if that is a sensitive topic for you, or if it's not something that you want to hear, I totally understand if you want to skip this episode. I just, I don't want anybody to be caught off guard and just turn the episode on and be like, whoa, you gave us absolutely no warning that you were going to go there. Um, I, so I, I mentioned this a few weeks ago that I have gone through a faith transition, deconstruction, whatever you want to call it. I haven't talked about it in detail. I, I don't talk about it in detail on this episode. I will, I will one day. I will. It's in the, it's in the, it's in the vault, (laughs) but, uh, mainly just, you know, sharing bits and pieces of my experience. And I think Amber is, is doing the same thing. We just talk about some details. And again, I know that faith is personal and sensitive and there's nothing in this episode. I mean, I'm probably giving this too much of a, too much of a lead up because there's nothing wild in it. I just, I, I don't want anybody to not know what they're going into before, before they hear it. So there's my, there's my little disclaimer. And I know you guys are just gonna, just gonna 
fall, fall in love with her even more than you already are. So please enjoy this interview with Amber Fillerup. Hi. Hi. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited. Oh my gosh. This, everybody listening knows that this is like, this is like number one bucket list for me for the oh podcast. I'm honored. No, I have, I'm just such a, I'm such a fan, such okay. a fan and have been for years, of course, just like everybody. And so you're in town for the fourth. Yeah. In town okay. for the fourth. And then we always come in for like kids sports camps mm-hmm. and cousin times. So Utah is good at that. I feel like lots of like kid activities. Oh yes. No, I always say Utah knows how to have fun. Like yes. everything is fun here. They just know how to put it on, put on a good time, give people a fun experience. It's like, yeah. And I always, so all fun. my, all my out of town siblings, I'm like, you might have the beach. You might have more restaurants, but we have mo- really good movie theaters. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we have and huge movie theaters. cookies and yes. sodas and like all the things. So, yes. And you're yes. up in Park. You're staying up in Park City. Yeah. And then do you have, do you guys have family here? Yeah. So I have my brother here. Okay. He's like up north in Layton. And then David has his brother in Lehigh. Okay. And then yeah. where, and then are both of your parents in Arizona? So David's parents, well, his dad passed away and then his mom is currently living with his sister in California. Okay. okay. And then my parents are in Arizona. So I'm in Arizona with my two sisters and my parents. Okay. And then David's family, his other three siblings are kind of spread out throughout California. Okay. So you kind of got a nice, a nice range of where you can visit. Yeah. Oh, totally. (laughs) Like one sister-in-law, like in San Clemente on the beach and like another one in Encinitas near Carlsbad and then one in Sacramento. So yeah, it's great. We have like lots of free places to stay. Right. And you were here, like, did you go to college? You went to college here? Yeah. Yeah. Well, dropped out of college. Okay. Joined the club. Yes. Of course. Um, totally. So dropped out of college, went to hair school, but yeah, did all that here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So when you're here, is it ever like, oh, I could, we could come back here. Are you like, we're ready to get home? We're I done just with Utah. Don't do the snow. Okay. Like yes. I really could. We really like goals would be having a summer house here, like mm-hmm. in Park City that we mm-hmm. come for the whole summer. Yes. So that would be ideal. And then come for winter break and whatnot. And like ski a couple weekends and then yes. go back to the warm. <laughs> but I just don't do snow. Yeah. You're just a just a lizard. Just yes. a warm, warm blooded. I mean, truly though, because I grew up in Arizona. There has yeah. to be something to that. Like my blood was forever changed yeah. and it's like not going back. <laughs> totally. So I just want to, I mean, I have a million, a million different questions, but I kind of want to start at the, at the beginning of your career and the early days of blogging. Like mm-hmm. I, I want to know what that was like. And if you ever miss that, cause now things are so, I think I wrote this in our outline, like about your first brand deal. Sorry to just kind of dive in and change no, the subject, let's but go for it. But I think about brand deals now, they're just kind of dime a dozen. Everybody's doing brand deals. But those early days of blogging were probably like a totally new venture. And you're mm-hmm. like, I mean, you're the OG, like mommy blogger. Like it's you really are. Crazy. And like if it's, I mean, you and Taza and Rachel, I feel like are kind of the three, at least the first ones that I knew. What was that like at the very beginning? I know it was really weird in the beginning just because people didn't understand it yet. So I think there were like the two camps, like the camp that was like, oh, this is so cool. And like really like connecting with it and understanding like what we were trying to do. And then there's the other camp where they were like, what the hell are you doing? Like, why are you taking a selfie? Yeah. Like, why do you You, think this is a job? Are you like a narcissistic weirdo or like what is going on? So there was kind of a lot of that. Like it, everything has gotten so normalized. You know what I mean? So I think it was just so different back in the day. And like, even when I would explain to people like what I did for a living, like chances are now I could say like, I'm a content creator, an influencer or whatever. Mm-hmm. Someone would get that. But at the time people were like, 
what? They're like, how would you ever? I don't get it. Yeah. So like, how do you make a living? Like, yeah. I think even my parents were like, Amber, like, what is your plan? I'm like, yeah. I don't have one, but yeah. I don't know. I'm but we're going to see. And it worked out. <laughs> yeah. So it, thankfully it worked out. But yeah, it was just, I don't know. I didn't really think too hard about it. And that's why I think I was fortunate to like keep going mm-hmm. because I just, I was like, I don't know. I'm having fun. Yeah. You're like, this is working out. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember who your first brand deal was with? Yeah. It was with Tresemme. Oh, that's like a big It was a big deal. one. Yeah. Well, and especially at the time. Like, yeah. I mean, I had done like trade things with brands up until then, but then I signed with my agency and it really isn't was until it D- was you- Was it DBA? Uh-huh, with okay. DBA. Yeah. yeah. And I'm still with them okay, and I yeah. absolutely love them. Um, so Dear Media is is their sister company who I'm with for the podcast. Oh, right. Yes. Because yes. yeah. do Michael and Lauren own DBA as well? Michael is the CEO okay. of Dear Media. Yes. Yeah, I'm. I'm not sure who all the partners are in DBA right now. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not either. I'm. I don't work with DBA at all. I just knew that they worked closely. And like when I'm in LA, I'm like, there's like the DBA door next door. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're amazing. Yeah. So it wasn't really until I signed with them that I understood like my value. Mm-hmm. So I think when I heard my value, I was like, whoa, like that's yeah. insane. Like I would have so done validating. this for free. Was it <laughs> like, so validating to hear? Yeah, like, it was honestly. Yeah. And like up until that point, I just did tons of free work lots of free work. I just wanted to like make connections. Mm-hmm. I honestly was just having fun. So I didn't even care. I was like, this is great. I'm getting like a free shirt and yeah. like, <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I've said this before. This was in a really early episode, but I find like blogging and like mommy blogging to be like the height of feminism. Like, I think it is the coolest thing in the entire world because women were put in this box of, of staying home and being moms and doing all mm-hmm. these things. And I feel like women like you and Taza and these, you know, early bloggers, they were like, well, then we're going to make money doing this. Like we're going to, we're going to like work. And I just loved like the emergence of like moms making money, like being moms. Like I was like, absolutely. I just fell in love with it. And I, the older I get, the more amazed I am by like this whole industry that you guys invented. I mean, really, that is what it feels like. It feels like you guys just we're like, yeah, we're going to do this and we're going to make money doing it. And freaking watch out. And, and, and we don't watch care out. what you say about it. No, literally. It's just <laughs> totally. It is so amazing. So do you ever feel like nostalgia for the early days of blogging? I mean, sort of, but not really. I don't know. It's hard to compare it because like the early days I was like, I didn't have kids. Like the mm-hmm. early, early days I was dating. Like my early blog posts are like, oh, I had this horrible date. Like how annoying, blah, yeah. blah, blah. So it's like hard to compare it because like, it's just so fun You're, having like all my kids Yeah, now. your life so, like, was so I different then. Yeah, it was so different. Totally. Speaking of your kids, yes. this was, this was, and I, I think you've been asked this on, I think I, it was on Popologist. I think they asked you this. Just oh, what, mm-hmm. that you have, you've pumped the brakes on sharing your kids a yeah. lot. And did you get pushback? Were you expecting pushback? Has it been fine? Like what has been that experience? I, I think it's so wise. And I think, I mean, all of my friends with kids now, they really are like taking after that approach, you know, like I'm not going to share faces when they're a certain age or whatever, things like that. But did you get people who were like, what the hell? I mean, no, honestly, a few people, but I, I honestly didn't care. I, I went into it knowing like maybe everyone will unfollow me. I don't care. Like yeah. me and David went into it well, we went into this whole blogging thing, like after a few years of doing it, we were like, we should reevaluate like how we're going about this, like just every year or so, like mm-hmm. 
are we still liking this? Like, I don't know. We're just big reevaluators. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> a, <laughs> so, a great, a great life skill to be able to reevaluate. Totally. So like one day we were talking about it. We're like, I don't know. How do we still feel about this? And like both of us were just like, I didn't really feel like it's just like the next phase of life where we should just stop. Yeah. Well, and your kids are old enough now they're too older, that they can say, yeah. I don't want that to happen. Like, were you getting that from your kids? Like, we don't want to be on there or... Well, it was, what was this that? weird thing because I've always been a documenter and I've told my kids, like, I freaking love photos. Here's why I love them. Like, I will always take photos. Yeah. They may never, no one may ever see them, but like, they're for us. Yeah. Like, I am huge into that. Was mm -hmm. like major scrapbooker growing up. Yeah. So like, <laughs> me and my kids are working on our summer scrapbook right now. So yeah, there still is a lot of like, mom, don't take my picture. But now I'm like, now I don't feel like, I don't know. It's like just for us. Yeah. Like, and it. Not that he ever, I would have ever posted a picture that like one of my kids didn't want posted, mm -hmm. but like, I just don't even have to worry about that now. Well, like, it probably, I don't even have to, you know. Yeah. It probably like relieves just, I don't know. You'll have to tell me if this is how you feel. Like it probably just relieves anxiety of the taking of the picture that you're like, I don't Absolutely. have to worry about this going anywhere or people saying anything or them not liking it or anything. And now it's like purely just for your family. Yes. And it's like, I'm your mom. We're taking family yeah. pictures. Smile. Like, <laughs> yeah, totally. You will thank me one day. Totally. And but. okay. So speaking of reevaluating, you've been really open with kind of just your changing opinions and beliefs and like being outspoken about it and been like, no, I'm going to share what I want. I'm going to talk about what I want. I'm going to share my opinions. And what was that like to be like, Hey, I'm going to open up this part of my life with your faith or politics or things like that. Because it was like a big no, no, I feel like for like years. And yeah. Did, did that make you nervous? I mean, oh, it was like so needed. Like yeah. I was to the point where I truly was going to just bow out of everything, yeah. like full on just be like, I don't know, David, like, do you want to go be a teacher or <laughs> what? Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, I'm not going to do this anymore. Yeah. What, but, what year was it? Like, what point was that at? That was probably like three or four years ago. Okay. And I just felt like I was not like being fake, but I just felt like I had all these like thoughts and like I had changed so much. Yeah. And so it just felt disingenuous, I guess. So I just like laid it all out there. But it it does seem like all of a sudden I'm so open. But like it took eight years for me. Totally. You know what I mean? So totally. like this whole process, like David and I were looking back, we're like, it really started like around the time we got married mm -hmm. because garments for me was like, <gasps> like I just truly like sucked the life out of yeah. me some, yeah, for I some reason. Totally relate. <laughs> like I just yeah. personally never connected with garments. Like it just felt like this really awkward thing. So I think that's when immediately I was like started going down this path. And then it was also a mixture of like the intense scrutiny mm -hmm. from the community that seriously made me rethink like, why am I a part of this? Yeah. Like these people who are supposed to like not judge me and like kind of be my community these are the people who are like being so nasty yeah. like writing letters to my in-laws like you should be so embarrassed oh. and like really really nasty and this was just when you were not things. wearing your garments right like for like a photo shoot or yeah. which I didn't feel like I needed to I'm like this is my job yeah well and I also want to add that like garments are very like sacred and symbolic yeah. so I don't mean to like make light of it no, at no, all. no I know like for certain people like they connect with them instantly mm -hmm. and they're super special like every time they put them on it's like a reminder of you know what their mm -hmm. journey and like what their purpose is totally. so 
but like it wasn't like that for me and I don't think it has to be for everybody and I felt like because everyone was so judgmental and so nasty about it I almost felt like anyone who was like rude about it I'm like it seems like you don't want to wear them either and you're just mad that I chose not yeah, to yeah yeah and when people are like mm, I wish I could wear something like that it's like you right. can if you want if you want to <laughs> right. if that's like, why are you, you want so to do. mad about yeah, it like, like do I, it too if you're so mad I I have noticed that like I so I actually just barely said this in last week's episode but I haven't talked about it in just my faith transition and journey and all of that but it's interesting how people kind of look to other people to validate their beliefs and I definitely was like that pre-faith transition I would I would look to other women to be like okay if they're doing that then like I'm good like I my decision is validated because they're doing that. And so I can do that. And so when people, I, I felt that when people are, I don't even know what the word is for it, but just kind of, yeah, judging, scrutinizing, just even pointing out. I'm like, that's, that's your stuff. That's like your belief that you need to work out. Like it's not exactly. on me to validate you wearing garments or you not wearing garments. Like that's something that you got to do on your own. And I can't be the you know, the arbiter of if you should wear your garments or not. For sure. And it, I just, I felt that with all all kind of faith stuff that people, you know, will message me and be like, well, what did you think about this? And I'm like, I can't guide you through this. I'm so sorry. I want to, and I wish I could, but it's so deeply personal and I can share like what I feel about things. But with faith, it's like, you gotta, it's totally inward. Like you have to do it yourself. And it's really hard because at least for me, I really wanted other people to be able to do it for me. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Of course. Yeah. But like, I mean, yeah, just like observing people who I felt like were so almost like jealous of the fact that I chose not to wear them yeah, yeah. and that they were still having to wear them or whatever. I was like, I want to make the decision now that I'm not going to do anything just for the sake of not getting judged. Yes. Like if that's why I'm doing something, forget it. Yes. But I want to make sure like everything I'm doing in life, like I actually have a special reason and purpose for doing that. Mm -hmm. And yeah. So I, that's when I was like, I'm just going to tell people cause I feel very confident in my decision. Like I, I don't know before I worried like, are my nieces and nephews going to like think totally. I'm a bad aunt totally. or like, I don't know. But then I just started to get more confident with like, I am like, I feel like I'm a really good person. I'm feel like I'm going to heaven regardless. Yeah. Like <laughs> Totally. So whatever. Whatever. It. Yeah. Well, and, and I always say like, when people are confronting loved ones or parents or something with faith crises or transitions, it's like, I, I could lie. If you want me to lie, I will lie to you about where I'm at. You know, like people who like aren't wanting me to step away from the church or aren't wanting me to make those decisions. Decisions. I always want to be like, I, I can lie, but I don't want our relationship to be built on that. I don't want to go over to your house and have both of us have to pretend I want us both to be exactly who we are and that yeah. and like where we are, where I am with my with my faith, I would never like say that this is the perfect solution for everybody because I know that there's people in, in the church who are very fulfilled and happy and it makes them better and kinder and more empathetic and they love their, you know, where they found their spirituality. And it seems like that. Yeah, that just gets lost on both sides, on both sides. People say, oh, well, this way is the right way or staying is the right way, or leaving is the right way. And it's like, but you could never know that for somebody. You could never choose that for somebody, you know? Yeah. This episode of The Bad Broadcast is sponsored by ShipStation. You know what's hard? Time management. You know what's even harder? 
time management when you're running your own business. Not only are there a million different things to do and to organize, you also got to find time to rest. And ShipStation gives e-commerce sellers like you more time to do what you really love. Unless what you really love is managing every single little detail of shipping and fulfillment. If that's your passion, power to you. ShipStation automates time-intensive shipping processes so you can get back to focusing on bigger things like developing products, maybe honing your marketing strategy, maybe interacting with your customers. Doesn't that sound more fun than worrying about shipping? Yep. No wonder ShipStation is already trusted by over 100,000 sellers, myself included. If you have ever ordered something from my online shop, I have shipped it to you using ShipStation. It works with all of your storefronts, so Amazon, eBay, Etsy, and more, and it lets you automate all the manual work that goes into shipping. You also get deeply discounted shipping rates, normally reserved for Fortune 500 companies. You can compare carriers, rates, and delivery times, so it's easy to choose the best option for every shipping scenario. In fact, 98% of companies that use ShipStation for a year keep using it for as long as they're in business. So it's time to let go of all of those shipping tasks. ShipStation can do it better and faster. Sign up using my promo code BAD for a free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com and start saving time with every shipment. That's two whole months of shipping made quick and painless, and it's free to try. Just go to ShipStation.com, click on the microphone at the top of the page, and type in BAD. ShipStation. Make ship happen. This episode of the podcast is sponsored by Newly. My new best friends over at Newly. I can't even tell you how much I love this system. I get six new things every single month and I get to try them out. I get to rent things that maybe I wouldn't necessarily normally buy, but I get to try them out, see if they're my style, and then I can keep them if I want to. Like, how ideal is that? Like summer is here and I have a million things I need to do. I got to go to parties. I got to go to weddings. I got to lay on the couch and I got to go to farmer's markets and I need outfits for all of that. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service for just $88 a month. You get your choice of any six styles each month. You choose whatever you want or whatever you have going on. It's totally up to you. You can access thousands of styles from more than 300 brands and they offer them in a range of sizes from petite to plus sizes up to 5X. It's fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning in Newly's state-of-the-art laundering facility, so you don't even have to do your own laundry. Are you kidding me? I thought it couldn't get any better, and then they told me I didn't have to do my laundry, so it got even better. You can also have the option to buy what you love at a discount. If you saw my TikTok this week, I got the cutest overalls from Newly, and I am definitely keeping them. Newly has everything you need to build your summer wardrobe. Also, renting through Newly means you get to wear more while spending less. Sometimes you get thousands of dollars worth of clothing for $88 a month. It's a win-win. Also, it's sustainable, so you can love fashion in a way that's just nicer to the planet. Newly is already a great value at $88 a month for any six styles, but right now you can get $10 off of your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code BAD10. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y dot com. That's newly with two U's and enter the code BAD10 and sign up to get $10 off of your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com, newly with two U's with code BAD10. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. 
What's up, everyone? I'm Kristen Cavallari. And I'm Stephen Coletti. We're so excited to announce Dear Media's new podcast, Back to the Beach with Kristen and Stephen, where we'll revisit all of your favorite episodes of Laguna Beach, The Real Orange County, and unveil behind-the-scenes secrets, tea, and all sorts of new insight into this groundbreaking show. So join us every Tuesday starting July 19th. Available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm already feeling nostalgic. I know it's like really frustrating when people are disappointed to see someone it's like so condescending because it's like completely diminishing any thought process that we've ever had and like it totally discounts our own intuition and like like I don't know I recently had someone who was like I just want you to know like those feelings are coming from Satan and I was Mm, like mm -hmm. well and they are no I'm just kidding (laughs) I'm like well first of all I just think Satan is like basically I think it's just like our bad thoughts like I don't think I don't picture like a figure I I think that's just like a term we use for like bad thoughts or whatever and so to say that like my journey is coming from a place of negativity is like very condescending to me totally because like you should only ever be happy for someone you know what I mean yeah well like happy I always just feel like it should be celebrated when people are like oh I'm gonna do what feels true to me wherever that like I don't know it just it's such a confusing thing and now that I'm on this other side of it I'm always like I I, but I remember the thought process so well of seeing people leave the church or just become more nuanced or kind of interpret it their own way and in my brain I was like oh that's so sad that's so sad for them I wish I wish they knew what like real happiness felt like and it's like it's it's just it's insane to me that I ever thought I could pinpoint that for somebody and so when people do it for me and they're like well, you know, I really think you would be happier if, and I want to be like, you're not, you know, in conversations with me and my husband, you're not, you're not sitting here experiencing my life the way I have all of these things. And it's like, it's just, it's kind of bonkers to me, the feedback that people willingly give. I always want to be like, don't, don't send that. We ingrain it in people's brains though. Yes. Yeah. The feedback that we give people. And I always, I always think that too, just what you're saying at the beginning about how like this is my community. Like these are like the people who's, you know, I grew up with and who I love and like, I want them to be proud of me and I want them to be proud of my decisions. But it gets to a point where you're like, I, I have to do what feels right. Like I can't, I can't cater to everybody. And I assume with a bigger audience, that's even more, that's even more of a struggle to be like, I have all these people that are watching and critiquing and I need to make a decision that a lot of them are not going to agree with. Mm -hmm. But yeah, Yeah. it's, it's weird. It's very weird. Like back in the day, we had people who would like in church, like go comment on forums, like Mm. about like talks and like how David's talk was so dumb and what blah, blah, blah. And Amber was on her phone the whole time and looked like a pageant queen, like literally like reporting on our like whereabouts in church. And like, so I would just sit in church and like look around and like, who Who was was it? Oh my god. And then like people would comment. So I'm like, okay, so now I know there's like multiple people in my ward sitting around me who are literally just watching me. It's in like church. ultimate betrayal. You're like, I this know. is like the place I, that I, I really should feel safe. I felt like so betrayed because I even before that, I was like, our New York ward is so awesome. Like, yeah, so great. And then like when I got that, I was truly just crushed. Like yeah. 
Ugh. Well, why? I was, I have, since I started deconstructing my faith, I got really obsessed with Judaism for some reason, just like learning mm-hmm. about the Jewish culture. Yeah. And I was learning that, and I think this is just like such a great, I think every religion should adopt this, but they believe that if you judge somebody for like living, the, you know, the, the laws of the Torah differently, you judging them is actually considered the worst sin. Not that I really believe in sin or that there's a, we you know, need whatever. To adopt that. Like, I'm like, how is that not like, of course that right. makes so much sense. Like you, Feeling that about somebody else and putting that on somebody and saying those things about somebody feels so much meaner than yes. anything they're doing. Totally. You know, to belittle oh. someone else's experience yes. and what's special to them. Like, well, and what's always interesting about Mormonism to me, and I was thinking about this, this is what I was going to say when you're talking about church, is that there's like five like Mormon rules that are visible. I always am like, hey, it's like garments, piercings, tattoos, coffee, like things that you can see that people do. And then people latch onto that and they're like, well, they're like a less, they're, they're less good than I am because they do that. Yeah. But I, it's like, everybody is picking and choosing what they're doing. Yes. Everybody is deciding what rules they're going to follow. Not just because these ones are public and you can see that I'm in a tank top doesn't mean that you're absolved of the things you're choosing not to do. Mm-hmm. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's a, it's weird. Yeah. But I mean, the community is like the best and worst part about the church and like our ward in Arizona, like they're so great. Like when we told him that Atticus wasn't going to get baptized, he just turned eight. Mm-hmm. And we've just told him like right now he like doesn't really want to. Mm-hmm. And so we're like, if you want to at 12, great, 18, never, whatever. Yeah. Like, oh, we don't care. <laughs> yeah. And so we're just like waiting till he's excited about it if he ever is. And so we told them that we're just kind of waiting and everyone was like, oh yeah, that's great. Like didn't yeah. bat an eye and I was like oh like that like I was sort of expecting totally. like pushback or something like I do think people are like taking a deep breath and just like chilling the f out yeah of it, <laughs> it's true. which is really nice it's true and along those lines I feel like people are a lot more aware of how they talk about purity culture and modesty and things like that because when I look back at things that really affected me I'm like it was the modesty thing like yeah. I couldn't wear tank top without having a full come apart for like three years. Like I was like, why do I feel this like internal like sickness when I wear a tank top? And then finally after therapy and all of this stuff, I'm like, oh, that's because when I was young, it was taught, you know, the chewed gum thing or the candy on the without the wrapper, like all this stuff. But I feel like like this younger generation of women, they're like, we're not talking about women's bodies like that anymore. Totally. You know, and it's like I I am great with however people want to, you know, if they want to wait until marriage or things like that. But I just feel like there's kind of this resurgence of like, or not resurgence, this first surge of women being like, we're not saying that to our young women anymore. We're not yeah. doing the chewed gum. We're not saying you're dirty. We're not like, I always think about the the term like worthy and unworthy. And I'm like, we need to just like not say that to that anyone word ever again. should be like a bad, a naughty word. It should be a naughty no, no, word. Atticus, <laughs> don't. We don't say unworthy. Don't, yeah. <laughs> it's true. We don't say that word. It's no, true. we really do need to get rid of that. Yeah. And I always just with everything with the church, I mean, I never... Yeah, I, I, it's always systems, you know, it's always like the system of it. Like I think about bishops interviews and I'm like, I love all my bishops. Like I, I have like a deep love for every bishop I ever had. The system that they were in was not great. I didn't like getting asked those questions. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean I'm mad at my bishop. That doesn't right. mean I think he's a bad person, but the system of it. And I feel like the more people that are in it that are like, we're not going to treat it that way anymore. I just think it can be a healthier place for everybody who wants to stay in it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. And it's but it takes a long time. <laughs> it takes a I long know. time to deconstruct. Well, and that's the thing is like in my immediate friend group, my family, 
like I I start to think like, oh, it's changing. Like everyone is so cool. No one cares. But then like having such a wide audience online, I'm like, oh, like I get like a larger sample group (laughs) to pull from. And I'm like, okay, yeah, it's not changing. Do you feel like you have have like an age? Like because I always feel like. Well, it's, it's weird, but I feel like I, I have a couple age ranges that I hear like negative pushback from. And it's like my 55 year old moms or like my 21 year old moms. Like it's those mm-hmm. two, like anyone kind of in the middle. And I don't mean to generalize because obviously there's, that's not always the case, but whenever I look, I'm like, this is what's there's, it's like spread. It's like, yeah. we've, we've like skipped a generation, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Like, do you feel like you have a demographic that you hear from more negative feedback from? I would say like, yeah, more, mostly like middle age, like maybe 40s or 50s or like really young. Like, yeah, which is, yeah, like you're saying, like, (laughs) yeah, it does seem like it skipped a generation. No, yeah. And I'm always like, what you're like, like, I have like girls in high school that will say, and I'm always like, can we talk in like 10 years? Like, just call me like mid, like late 20s. I was thinking about this the other day. I feel like everybody, like, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's, if it's in the, in the planets, but. I feel like every woman I know goes through like a major transition in their late 20s. Yeah, that's when it was for me. Yeah, like 27, 28, 29. I'm like that, like something about every woman I know, we're all having this kind of collective like rethink, you know? Well, I think it's also because you're nearing 30 and like you don't want to be insecure in your 30s. Totally. Like you just want to be like a confident, like thriving human yes that's just like having a blast in your 30s yeah at least that's how it was for me where I'm like I need to drop all these insecurities like I cannot go into my 30s like this yeah so I think that's what it was did you read by chance part of it I haven't finished it oh my gosh you gotta listen have you listened to it I forgot about it yes I listened to it oh his voice his voice I literally don't know how I will ever listen to another audiobook I I have like a major Matthew McConaughey fixation right now I watch like sing one and sing two with my kids all the time I'm like (laughs) you watch Kubo Kubo and the two strings have you watched that no oh my gosh she's in that too I'm like anytime I can hear his voice but he talks about how he was like, I was, I had all of these things and I was getting C's and everything. And I wanted to get A's in like three things. Mm-hmm. So I dropped everything else. And so I could get A's in like my family, my work. And I think he said like one other thing, my marriage, like mm-hmm. those are the three things that I'm going to get A's in. And I'm just going to drop everything else. Yeah. And I think it's, I think it's healthy. Just what you're saying about reevaluating and loving the core things about your life and not worrying about like the the things that fall to the wayside. You know yeah. what I mean? And just being like, that's not going to matter as much to me. Cause like, like pushback with your kids. It's like, well, my kids matter more. So right. it doesn't even matter. You well, know? Yeah. And like, I also started to look at my following more like friends and not in like a cliche way, but more in the way of like, like if you were with your friends, like you wouldn't worry about what you're wearing mm-hmm. because your friends are going to they're not going to be like, ew, that's such an ugly outfit. Yeah. And if or you like, are, then you shouldn't be friends with them. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like if anyone who's following me isn't like supporting like me and my changes and my decisions and like I don't see them as like a true friend or they were a temporary friend. Yeah. And, like they had their purpose and now they're gone. And that's great. Totally. Well, and it's very but... humanizing like to look at how you how you've done this and you're like, I'm not a brand. I'm not just a blogger. Like I'm a human with feelings and thoughts and changes and things like that. And I I love that part of recent years of Instagram that it's kind of like relatability is kind of the new like curation and whereas I mean I don't know if you feel this way but in the early days of like Instagram when it was hyper curation and it was all these things and now it's like people just want to see your real life and people just want to get to know you and people people want to see what your day-to-day is like and the messy parts of it because people love people you know what I mean yeah and it just feels more like community that way Mm -hmm. like 
I, for a while, was just so focused on like reaching a number. And now I'm like, as long as it feels like when I'm getting on Instagram, I'm like talking to my community. Mm -hmm. Like that, that's so fulfilling for me. Totally. And that's like all I care to get out of this. Totally. So at what point did you know that you wanted to branch out and start businesses, like start things outside of social media? I mean, I've always wanted to start businesses. Like anytime me and my siblings are together, all we talk about is business ideas (laughs) because we all have like entrepreneur brains. Yeah. So we always had like kicked around ideas, but I think it was like when we, I don't know, like right before we moved to New York is when we started working on our hair extension company Mm -hmm. and neither of us went to business school. So it was a long process, like trial and error, figure out how to do stuff. Yeah. And then like the hair care, like we always talked about that, but that, that was like a more distant goal. It seemed very hard. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And so like the closer it got and the more experience I got with BFB hair, our hair extension company, the more I was like, okay, I think we can do this. Like, and it, everything started to fall into place and yeah. yeah. And do you, I feel like you've answered this on your Instagram before, but with BFB, are you more hands off? Well, it's just mainly like I have four kids and like day and what I'm doing for day now. Like I'm just slightly busy. (laughs) Right. Like I feel like I, I feel like I did everything I do for day now for BFB when I started it. Mm -hmm. And I did that for maybe like what, three years and before I launched day. Mm -hmm. So now I feel like I'm just, I need to like give day that attention that I gave that company. And now I've built like an incredible team who runs BFB. So I'm still like, of course, talk to the team, get updates, make bigger decisions Mm -hmm. and stuff. But yeah, I'm not terribly involved. Do you ever see a time where social media is no longer a part of your career? Like that you just focus on on your like businesses? Yeah, I mean, right now they kind of go hand in hand a little bit. Mm -hmm. Well, I I also don't pay myself from my companies. BFB, I actually do. We just started paying ourselves recently maybe a couple years ago but like with day I'm more like I don't want quick money I'm like wow you are a better person than myself (laughs) (laughs) I was like how much can I pay myself today (laughs) I know well like my friend like in college taught me about like abundance mindset with money and like I have seen like over a decade how much that's like just changed my life and like how I look at it so I try to just look at it from that perspective, but I do still have to work. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> You're like, that so right is... now they go hand in hand. But like, honestly, I think I would miss it a little right now. Mm-hmm. Like, I, it does sound so cheesy, but like, I do feel close to my followers. No, it like, makes it's sense. It's been over a decade now, you yeah. know? And people who so, have been with you for, I mean, I look back on my, on my like, very, you can see like the very first photos that you ever liked. Yeah. Mine are yours from like 2000, from like 2014. Like when I very first got my Instagram and I'm like, that is, it's, it's like your whole adult life. I know. Like it's really special when you think about it. And so I'm like, to like leave feels weird. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe one day. Yeah. And now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. How well would you take care of your car if you knew you had to keep the same one your entire life? Because that's how our brains work. We only have one. So why don't we treat them that way? How we care for our minds affects how we experience life. So it's important to invest time and care into keeping them healthy. There are plenty of ways to support a healthy brain, like learning a new language, taking a power nap, making sure you're getting all the nutrients you need, drinking your water. There's also therapy. Specifically, there's BetterHelp Online Therapy. Therapy can be used to address a myriad of different things. Maybe it's depression or anxiety. Maybe it's relationships. Maybe it's family dynamics. You can go to therapy 
for basically anything that you're needing a little bit of help in. BetterHelp is online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat-only therapy sessions so you don't even have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. You don't even have to leave the house. You don't even have to leave your bed. You can just stay right there and do therapy. It's also much more affordable than in-person therapy, which I know can be tough because in-person therapy can get really expensive. So it's more affordable and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Again, so unheard of with in-person therapy. It sometimes takes weeks, maybe even months to get off somebody's wait list into their office. So my listeners can get 10% off of their first month at betterhelp.com slash bad. That's betterhelp.com slash bad. This episode of The Bad Broadcast is sponsored by Seed. I love my Seed probiotics because I love taking care of my weird gut. Turns out everything I thought I knew about probiotics was basically completely wrong. Like I found those probiotic tortilla chips and I knew, I knew that they sounded too good to be true. But the good news is that Seed's DS1 Daily Symbiotic is the real deal because not all probiotics are created equal. The Daily Symbiotic is a broad spectrum two-in-one probiotic and prebiotic, and it's formulated for digestive, gut immunity, and additional systemic benefits. The capsule in capsule protects against stomach acid and digestion enzymes and bile salts. What does this mean? This means that the live probiotics will actually make it to the end of the small intestine for delivery into the colon. If you've taken a probiotic before and never felt a difference, it's probably because the good bacteria wasn't surviving through your GI tract. Seed is designed differently and that's why it works. It supports benefits in and beyond the gut. Yes, seed will support the ease of bloating, healthy regularity, and ease of evacuation, but it will also support your gut barrier, your skin health, your heart health, and micronutrient synthesis. They also have a sustainable monthly delivery system. Each component of their refill system is designed to protect your DS1 daily symbiotic and be gentler on our earth. So start a new healthy habit today. Visit seed.com slash bad and use the code bad to redeem 20% off of your first month of Seed's DS1 daily symbiotic. That's seed.com slash bad and use the code bad. I always wonder if like the bubble will pop, you know, like if Instagram is going to fit like I feel like it's been so consistently popular for so long. Like it wasn't like a surge. Like I feel like TikTok's having a surge and like it will probably die down. But Instagram seems to be kind of like steady, I feel like. Yeah, it does. And I feel like as long as you have a healthy relationship with it, that was Mm -hmm. key for me Mm -hmm. is like getting to a place where, again, like I felt fulfilled doing it. Yeah. Felt like I was being open with everyone. Yeah. (laughs) That like made it so much more enjoyable for me. Well, what a relief too, just just being able to be open because that that anxiety of being like, am I am I being fake? Am I lying? Like I used to be like, am I lying to people if I'm not totally upfront with like what I believe and who I am and all these things. But so what a relief to be able to be like, Oh, the people who follow me, like know who I am and know what I, what I like and what I stand for. And just kind of that relief of it. Yeah. Like, were you getting that? Like, were you getting tense? Like being on Instagram during those years? Yeah. I mean, but I also think like no one owes anyone anything. Like Mm -hmm. if you were going through a faith crisis, like I don't think you owe it to anyone to tell anybody. Totally. Like, I think we expect way too much out of people nowadays yeah. and we're like, well, tell us your thoughts on this and this and like, yeah. no one owes you anything on I know. social media. And it's hard. Like I have a hard time remembering that about myself. Like, cause I do sometimes feel like a duty to like talk about how I feel or, mm-hmm. or explain my faith transition or all of these things. And I'm like, 
they people like like it's my duty and I people need to hear it from me and all these things and then right. I have to be like I can't take that on right now like no. I can't take on the feedback of of from people about my faith you know even though I want to be I don't know you just you want to be a good example and you want to put your thoughts out there but it's also you got to gauge it yeah, you know? like if it's going to give you anxiety all week, mm-hmm. getting all the responses coming in, like, was it worth it? Yeah. And like, I think your <laughs> mental health is far more important mm-hmm. than feeling like you're checking a box or whatever. Yeah. So I think you ha- you definitely have to be in the right mental space. Like sometimes I'll even share something and then I'll delete it because I'm like, I check myself. I'm like, I honestly am not in the mental space to like get feedback on this right yes. now. So I always have to go into things like, can I handle the feedback? Yeah. And like, honestly, it's hard. Like, I don't think people understand how hard it is to get constant feedback from all walks of life. All the time. Yeah. And so like, it is tough. You do have to like super be in a good headspace. Yeah. And I always, I always have to check myself about like, why am I posting this? Like, do am I posting it because I want people to think this about me or be, do I want people to think like, am I posting like something expensive that I bought because I want people to think that I'm like fancy and that I have all like, and that's been hard because you, it is kind of fun to like create yourself online and be like, Oh, I can like be this person that I'm like, but why, why am I trying to push this narrative of myself on people? Like, is that because I'm insecure about something that I'm doing and I want everybody, you know, like even pictures where I like look super skinny and I'm like why am I po- do I just want people to right. just like tell me that I'm pretty like <laughs> and even is if that... you did that day like yeah. you know yeah. who who doesn't want a confidence boost from the internet totally. every now and no, again totally. but like I it mean, can yeah, build I you totally up and you. destroy you yeah. in about 30 seconds <laughs> for sure <laughs> especially TikTok like people on TikTok are me and you know JC Marie Smith yeah we were talking about this it's like people are ruthless I mean on in the on the internet always but especially TikTok I'm always like wow okay did not know that about myself but thank you for pointing it out well and I don't take it as personal on TikTok because it is a lot of strangers where like when it comes from Instagram I almost feel like oh my gosh did this like come from like my my friends like my community (laughs) like I don't know like feels like much more personal yeah on TikTok it's always like you go to their profile and it's like some random guy with 30 followers who has like one video of himself you're like why did you even comment right yeah (laughs) I know you've been you've been so active on TikTok lately are you loving it I know I am loving it it's It's so much more relaxed yes it's really fun oh my gosh like it legitimately puts me in a good mood yes yes that's how I want social media to feel all the time it's so fun yeah so okay so if you were going to start back to business if you're going to start something thing no no hair beauty clothes totally separate from anything you've ever done mm-hmm. social media everything what would you what would you start what business would you start well, David and I have this like goal for one day when we are tired to mm-hmm. start this like fun business just for fun yeah. so that's in the all uh, that's in the food space Ooh. but I won't give too much info on that but I would do something in education like I always think of ideas for I don't know how like it would be implemented. I don't know much about like the education (laughs) system and like how all that works, but like just cool things that like I wish my kids could benefit from in their schooling and education. Yeah, like a masterclass for kids or something like that they can learn different subjects. Yeah. And like just I feel like everything is so outdated. Like I wish Mm -hmm. I could have as someone who's creative, I wish I could have walked away from high school with more skills in my mm. ex you know in my areas that I'm strong in totally like graphic design or whatever well I'm like you look back at what we learned in high school and I'm like hmm, don't use any of that <laughs> like I, none 100%, of 100 percent like yeah. none of it yeah so I I feel like I just really want kids to have something like that yeah to kind of and bolster like, creativity and stuff 
Yeah. And like almost run it like a social media, like a Strava or mm, something, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, where it's like you can post your work and get feedback and like see other people's yeah. and like have challenges. And I don't know. I think it's totally, cool. totally. So in the last couple of years with, with your, with your changes and all everything that you we've talked about today, what do you, what do you hope that like young girls or your daughters, what do you hope they learn about? So, cause I don't think social media is going anywhere, whether it changes yeah. from TikTok to Instagram. What do you hope that people know about social media? I mean, if I were talking to my daughter, like if Rosie was older, I would say, like, I don't think people realize like you have power over your experience. Like yeah. you get to pick when you post, when you don't post. Again, you don't owe anyone anything. Mm-hmm. Like it's all about you and your headspace and also like what you do with what you get. So like if I'm getting like mean comments, I always just have to ask myself like, OK, like if someone says you are so ugly. Like asking myself, like, am I ugly? Yeah. And like truthfully answering it for myself. And like some days I like might not feel super cute and like, well, I don't really feel that cute today. But <laughs> okay, noted. Like need yeah. to work on my confidence a little bit. But then like sometimes I'm like, no, like I'm not. And yeah. like answering it, I think like, I don't know, the more I confident I get with those answers, being like, actually that's like not true at all then it gets easier to get them and just like immediately brush them off because you're like well I've already answered that for myself like I've already decided that I'm not (laughs) ugly so that's great yeah do you feel like that was a process like do you feel like what would you do differently if you like if you were just starting today and you knew everything you knew like what would you do differently in your early days I mean I'm really happy with how everything went so I'm hesitant to say I would change anything Mm -hmm. I was super insecure looking back like I would, I was so skinny. Oh my gosh. And I would edit myself even skinnier. I'm like, why? Like looking back, I'm like, what? I don't know. It's crazy to even think about. Yeah. But that was, that was like the time. Yeah. That was what I I would assume that everybody was doing that then. Like that was kind of the thing. It was like when Facetune came out. It totally was. It was just the thing. Like everyone edited everything and I guess people still do, but like yeah, yeah, I think I just would have said, like, you just don't need that. Yeah. But, like, it's hard because I was so young. Like, you just have to How learn How were you, eight, like, 18? I was, I think, 19 when I started uh-huh. or 20 when I started the blog. Okay, yeah. 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 I remember, like, I remember. It's it's just so weird, like, because I totally, like, I remember your wedding. Like, I remember when you were doing yes. all of those things. And it's just, it's been so fun to to just follow you along and just, you're just as lovely in person as oh, I thought you'd you're be. So nice. Um but I did want to oh wait this last one. Oh what is the what is your what is your biggest lesson that you've learned in the last couple of years for yourself? For myself, honestly, like the whole social media thing, I feel like I've completely transformed my social media experience, which has been really exciting mm-hmm. because like I said, I was burnt out for a while. So it just feels like I don't know, like a completely new experience, which has been fun. And like a part of that has also been just like getting in touch with my own personal style. I feel like when you're in social media so long, it's so easy to like, I don't know, like gravitate towards other people's aesthetics. Totally. And like I, I wanted to just like be true to mine and mm-hmm. like really focus on like what makes me happy and like what is my style? Like how am I different? Yeah. And so I feel like I've been discovering all these little tidbits about myself, which has been fun. That's, yeah. Yeah. I, I okay. I, I was dying to ask you this because I saw that David got two. Did he get two tattoos? Well, one is really big. It's like right here. Yeah. And it's from a book. Is it from a book? It's from Sam McGee. So his dad, the cremation of Sam McGee, it's a poem. Okay. Um, his dad and then his dad's dad, like five generations up have all read that at Christmas time mm-hmm. to their kids. 
So he always remembers his dad reading that. Um, mm. Like they have this really beautiful video of him reading it like a few months before he passed. Mm. So it's just like a really special thing. So he got Sam McGee on his chest yeah. and then he got his dad's signature on oh, that's his amazing. arm. Okay. So yeah. what's, what's your, are you, would you ever get a tattoo? What would you get? Well, I did a temporary one that lasts like two weeks and uh-huh. literally the minute I put it on, I'm like, this is horrible. Get this thing <laughs> off me. I instantly just felt like, <gasps> like claustrophobic. Yes. Yes. And granted, like I was like right there. So I just like always. Saw oh it. yeah. Your hands. That's hard because you're oh, always looking at it. You yes. got to do it on, on like your back. So you never see it. <laughs> totally. But then I'm like, but then also like, what's the point? Yes, that's true. I don't know. So we'll see. But yeah. I do want to get like little things for my kids one day, like a rose for Rosie, a finch bird for Atticus or like cute little things like that. But I don't know when I would or if I would. I don't know. Oh, the name Atticus is so good. I know. It's I love so good. It. Do you call him Addy? Uh-huh. Oh my gosh. It's the best. I it's know. the, it's like, it was like the coolest name. I remember when he was born, not to be weird, but I do remember when he was born. I was like, Oh, it's such a cool name. I it's know, such a cool I name. And I love, it. and I saw, okay. That girl who does baby name predictions. Yes. Yes. And I she, love I love her so much, but she, did she guess Pepper? She didn't. And actually I did a question box on my Instagram and yeah. only one person guessed it. In fact, really? I screenshotted the person. Cause I meant to say like, DM them and be like, you were the only person who was right. That's crazy. I was shocked. I thought for sure more people would guess that name. M Doodles and stuff. I know her. (laughs) I know that. I was going to call her M. I think it's Emily, but then I was like, maybe it's Emma. I don't know for sure. M Doodles. Yes. Yes, Shout out to M Doodles. We love you. Um, But she guessed Zinnia, which I think is the cutest name. I just planted Zinnias in my garden. And then Zinni for a nickname. Zinni is cute. And I love, I, I actually, wait, so is Frankie, is she Francis? No, she's not. She's just Frankie. She's just Frankie. Cause mm-hmm. I, so I have a nephew, Francis spelled the, like with E-S. Yeah. And every time I'm always like, man, I wish I could use Frankie. Cause I love, I'm like, I is know. it weird to have cousins named? I, I do. So on the podcast, I don't know if you've listened before, but I do like story submissions for, uh-huh. for people or from people. And somebody said, I, there's this drama. I, lo- I love it. Cause I kind of hear about people's drama, but I don't like be involved in it. <laughs> totally. Somebody's like, I named my dog. And then my best friend called me and said, you can't name your dog that because I'm saving that baby name for, for the future. And I'm like, just don't tell anyone. Just don't tell anyone. Well, and I had something similar where like one of my friends, so I didn't know if I was having a boy or girl with Frankie. So I had my, with the other ones, did you? Yes. Okay. Okay. Just Frankie. Frankie was my only one. And so I knew I wanted Frankie if it was a girl. And then I can't remember what, if it was a boy. And then like, I was out somewhere with my friend and she was pregnant with a baby girl and she's like, I'm going to name my baby Frankie. And she was due a month after me. And I like panicked. I like didn't know what to say. I'm like, oh my gosh. And then I just did it anyway. Yeah. I'm like, well, I'm not going to like plant. Like, I don't even know if we'll be friends. Like, yeah. I'm not, I mean, like that's so no, but it's like, true. mean to say, but it's like, true. I'm not going to like plan my life around that. Yeah. The, so. the baby name claiming. I, it's so funny. It must, I mean, I don't know if it happens other places. I just think there's so many like moms here, like so many people having kids that I remember being like 12 and being like, I have my list of baby names yes, and you can't, no you can cannot steal my baby names. <laughs> I remember when I was, I literally found like my old journal. And when I was 11, I wanted to name all my babies with the letter X starting with the letter X. I kept thinking <laughs> okay, of two Elon names. Musk. No, literally, I literally was like Xavier. And then I think I had, I can't even remember what the other one was. And I was like, why did I, why did I think that? I'm so glad <laughs> it's a I grew fun little Utah thing. Like no, all literally the... <laughs> it's, it's so weird how we do that. I know. Yeah. But how is Pepper? How is, oh, how is the she's newborn? She's so good. Oh my gosh. She's so sweet. You just like, I, oh my gosh, I, I can't get her. over. I feel like your kids. Oh, this is what I was going to say. 
do your do your genders the genders of your kids does that mirror your family one yes. boy uh-huh exactly exactly like boy girl 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 so I always I'm Rosie in the oh my lineup gosh. and then like I look at everyone for like who they are in like my yeah. lineup so like yeah. Atticus is my brother Carl and yeah. like I always see if there's like any similarities yes but... I so I'm the only girl in my family and I always am like it's I love like the one gender and then the rest another one. Oh, like yeah. did I love, you get spoiled because I, got, I feel like I kind of spoil Atticus because I'm like, well, you're the only boy. I know it's I true. I like... got spoiled. I got well with all brothers. I got like equal parts spoiled and like beat up. But Atticus <laughs> is going to be like the best like guy ever because oh, he's going to yeah. have so many women around him that he's just going to know everything. That feminine energy for sure. Yeah, my brother is like the sweetest husband. Like yeah. never just shocked the by tampons. Nicest guy. Yeah. Oh yeah, gets like all the hormones. Like. Yes. He's like, come yes. on, this and is that's like a walk in the park. I feel like David seems super sweet. Like I, he had strong feminine energy too, which yes. was his sisters are amazing. So yeah. I thank them and his mom, of well, course. Yeah, totally. But. So does he mainly do like? I mean, he. I know he does a lot of photos for you, right? And does he do stuff for Day at BFB? No, I mean, occasional photo shoots. He does a lot of the photo needs just because I prefer to work with David. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm so comfortable with him when he's taking my pictures and stuff. Did he learn that when you guys got together? Was he a Mm -hmm. photographer beforehand? No, he wasn't. I mean, he, like, would watch his dad. very talented. He uses his dad's film camera now. And, like, his dad was super talented at photography. So that kind of inspired him to... He's always like love just like doing anything his dad does. Yeah, and so he so it was like special for him to learn photography because of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He fully was just like, OK, we're going to do this. Let's do this. Yeah. Like, yeah. I love that so much. I love right. that so much. Do you feel like do you feel like you've pulled back like how you pulled back on sharing your kids? Do you feel like you've you've pulled back on sharing your marriage or do you feel like you're more comfortable like talking about David and sharing him and things like that? I mean, I never want to be too open about marriage. Mm-hmm. I just think it's like, well, it also just doesn't come naturally. Like, he doesn't love being on camera. Yeah. So, like, it would just be weird for yeah. us. Like, it doesn't <laughs> come natural. Like, it comes more natural for me. Totally. Not him. But, yeah, I, I just don't feel the need to. Like, I don't feel the need to share all my relationships. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, people all the time will be like, why don't you ever see your sisters? I'm like, I literally see my sisters twice a week, like, at least. Yeah. But, like, we just don't share it. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And so... and it's kind of, it becomes kind of more intimate. And, like, it's something, Yeah. I don't know, that you don't have to worry about sharing with everybody. Yeah. I, I feel like in, like, early days of marriage, I, like, really wanted to, like, shove it down everyone's throat that, like, I married somebody really nice. <laughs> it was like, look at how great he is. And look at all the stuff he does for me. And then I'd be like, I could probably just keep that to myself and just love it on my own. I probably don't need to like prove it. Yeah. Like if it comes naturally, like sometimes if he does some, it's hard. Cause like when they do something so sweet, you're like, this was so sweet. Like I just want to tell everyone like yes. his massages know, like, for you. I know. Like truly like it, I feel like very lucky. For that. Yeah. So, no. Even yeah, if like, he was the worst in every other way, you're getting major <laughs> massage points. I know. No. And he's like so good at it. So yeah, like when they do nice things, like it is fun to share it. I don't think, I don't know. There's people on TikTok who are always like, if your marriage was that good, like you wouldn't feel the need to share it. And it's like, well, sometimes you're just excited. Yeah, sometimes about, it like, is just stuff. genuine. I don't think we need to like overanalyze every little thing. You totally. know what I mean? So it's like, just share when you want. You can just do what you want. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I seriously can't thank you enough for coming down here. You thank Like you. I just have been such a fan for so long. You've been just somebody when I've transitioned out of phases of my life and I know that so many of my, you know, friends who have kids that have become working moms and things like that. I mean, you're just, you're an icon in every way. So oh my gosh, thank you for, so nice. for everything that you thank do you. and, and so being fun. here and you are welcome back anytime. And oh, you're the best. thanks for being here. Yes. Talk to you soon. 
Thanks so much for listening. Remember, you can catch a new episode of The Bad Broadcast every Monday. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss anything. Also, I want to hear from you, so please leave a rating and review. You can also follow me on Instagram at The Bad Broadcast for all the behind the scenes action and more information. Talk to you next week.